Welcome to Tanya Today. I'm Rabbi Ronnie Fine coming to you from Chabad Zechim Kedeshim in Montreal, Canada. It's a privilege and a pleasure to share with you the Tanya. We welcome, like we do every day, Clem, all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Welcome, Julie, just down south in Florida. June, also in Australia. Wow. Good evening, Susan in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Welcome. Usher is with us in Memphis, Tennessee. Robert in Boston, Shalom. Hannah, all the way from Montreal, Boker Tov. <laughs> Pamela, welcome from uh, Oakton, Virginia. Diane, else in Connecticut. TJ, also in Australia. I think the Australians are taking over. I don't know, is this because of lockdown? No, because you guys were here before lockdown. <laughs> Although I think they lifted it in Sydney. John in uh, North Carolina, Boker Tov. Scotty's with us in Tennessee. Rena is in Colorado, Boker Tov. Andrew in Springfield, New Jersey. Welcome. Davida and Liba. Good morning. All the way from New York. Jan is with us in Mexico. Tim, Boker Tov to you in Texas. Eugenia in Waterloo, Ontario, visiting your kids. Oh. All right. Interesting. And Michael is in um, Virginia. Welcome, Heather in Connecticut. I'm in Indonesia. Um, yeah, we're on Clubhouse. Teresa in Oklahoma. Art in Michigan. Alice is in Baltimore. Carolina. Oh, Montrealer. The little baby in Montreal. Roy is with us in Mason City, Iowa, and Jeanette in the Bahamas. Uh, Jay in Derby, Kansas. And in Pakistan, Maria. Okay, wonderful. We have Vilma with us. Jennifer on on Clubhouse. Uh, Moshe, David, Benjamin, Lindsay, Tim, Shamim. Yeah, Instagram, we have Johnny, we have Yentatela Benta, we have Bezura, we have Sarah. Okay. We continue in the 26th letter, Mystical Teachings. That we quoted from the Zohar yesterday, that the Zohar says, written 1700 years ago, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, that with this book there will be redemption, with this book there won't be trials and tribulations, because this is the book of life. I mean, sorry, the, taken from the tree of life, as opposed to when we deal with that which is permitted that which is not, that which is kosher, not kosher, pure, impure, um, is an expression of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That was the basic idea. And yesterday, the alternative says, well, what does that mean? On, on a surface, it might sound like there's a differentiation between the Torah that we study. So the Torah we're studying right now is mystical teachings. And mystical teachings as the Zohar, are the tree of life. 
Whereas studying the Rambam, which we will do today, God willing, at 1 p.m., and studying Talmud, Mishnah, and the like, is an expression of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's what a person might think. But in fact, it's not. The Altarebbe says, very simply, we say, when we lift up a Sefer Torah, when we say that this is the tree of life, that hold on to it. In other words, all of Torah is the tree of life, not just the mystical teachings. Furthermore, we see that prayer is, an ex- is based on mystical Kabbalistic teachings, and yet the great sages of old, that when they would study even laws of uh, torts and damages, purity, impurity, they wouldn't uh, stop for their prayers because of their lofty study. Furthermore, the the, the Rav Shimon Bar Yochai himself, who was hiding from the Romans in a cave for 12, 13 years, together with his son, Elazar, um, they probably spent a, two, three months learning the Zohar, and the rest of the time they were studying um, Talmudic teachings, the Mishnah, with the arguments back and forth. So um, we can't say that. Furthermore, today the Altarebbe continues, and we're just going to have questions on this, and then tomorrow we start to give an explanation about the Torah and what it is an expression of and the distinction between mystical, Kabbalistic, Hasidic teachings and, um, so to speak, the do's and don'ts of Jewish teachings. So the Altar says it's further cause for, that's exceedingly amazing that one would think that there's an element of Torah that would be considered the tree of knowledge of good and evil and not the tree of life. He didn't say that. When Mashiach will come, so evil will be eradicated. Yet, in the times of Mashiach, people will still need to know the ritual pro- prohibition and permission. Impurity, impurity. Need to, we're going to need to know that in the times of Mashiach. There'll be slaughter of uh, sacrifices. How are we going to know um, what it means, proper slaughter, that you don't press the knife, you don't pass the knife, you know, you have to pass the knife properly, you don't pause and interrupt. Um, you know, a person's not born with the very nature that they can know how to slaughter properly and to do it appropriately. Even the knife itself needs to be perfect and unblemished. So the, these are physical impossibilities. Um, that will just happen on their own. No, impossible. These are practical laws that everybody needs to know. Furthermore, there's laws of you know the offerings that you know the fat, the blood, and other prohibitions that you're going to need to know these laws. We'll also need to know about you know the first element, the first part of Mashiach there. There is um, <laughs> a young person will die at a hundred, but you'll still need to know the laws of purity and impurity. 
And likewise, a woman who gives birth, there'll be laws of purity and impurity in regards to the birth. The al says, there's no need to dwell on something that's so obvious. Uh, and, it, and it's so um, full of, in the teachings of the Talmud, that says, Hilchas de Mashiach, that these are laws for the times of Mashiach. That Eliyahu will come and he'll clarify, you know, doubts, teku. That uh, Eliyahu Navi is going to come and clarify. So we see very clearly that um, these things will be studied then. A point that was made in the Zohar that, you know, now we study, but then in times of Mashiach, you know, purity will remove from the world. So we don't need to study. No, no, no. We'll still be studying those things. Absolutely. Why? Because it's a tree of life. And even the statement that Torah scholars will not be sustained by the illiterate and so on. Well, even in the times of the Second Temple, the scholars had their own fields and sustained themselves. So they didn't study that which was ritually pure and impure, fit, unfit, because they had illiterate people uh, helping them, serving them, and, and you know, taking from their property um, uh, produce, and therefore they had to make sure that it was done properly. No, they had their own fields. So they didn't study this because it was only in order to know for the, you know, to make sure that the ignorant is doing things appropriately. So, what are we left with over here? That in the times of Mashiach, we're going to be studying all parts of Torah. That which is pure, impure, um, prohibited, permitted. Why are we going to study it? Because it's part of of the tree of life. It's not from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is an admixture of good and evil. It is the tree of life. And whoever holds on to it gets life. That's really the end of today's class. It's very short. So, a take-home from this. Often we study Torah, or, or we study anything in life. Actually, people go to school, not so much for the knowledge, but for the, you know, uh, the, the uh, diploma that they get afterwards. So it enables them, you know, to get a job, gives them prestige, gives them status. It's not an end in itself, the study. It's a means to an end. So, um, 
even in Torah, you could you might see that things that are a means to an end. Like you need to know the the law and how to observe things. So therefore you study it, which would sound like it's merely a means to an end. And on one level it is, because you need to know how to observe, you know, the laws of Shabbos. You need to know how to observe holidays, you know, the daily routine on how to pray and, and so on and so forth. So absolutely. But that's only a small component. I don't know, a small component, but an important component. But that's not what Torah is. Torah is it's the word of God. It's the divine wisdom, the will of God. And, um, and as a result, it's something that's one with God. Studying it gives life because it's an expression of the tree of life. So that it is the expression of um, the tree of life. Um, that's an end in itself because just by learning, you're bound up with God. So when we study Tanya, we you know we we probably feel it more. Than when we study maybe Rambam or or the Talmud, because there it's sort of you know about about how to do things and how to not do things or the right way to do things. Whereas when we study Tanya, it's more about a sense of connection to God, because we're always in reference, you know, to our divine connection. So you might think, naturally, well, that's an expression of the tree of life, where the other is more like about, you know, to know what to do. So therefore, there's the, the good and the evil. And therefore, it's an expression of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's knowledge to know the difference between what's good and what's the opposite of good, right? So that's what the Alter Rebbe is discounting over here, that you might think that from even from the teachings of the Zohar, but in fact, it's all areas of Torah are the divine wisdom. Now, there is distinction in um, something we've learned earlier, that in Torah, you have metaphorically the garment of Torah, and then you have the light of Torah. So when we speak about um, the, the do's and the don'ts of Torah, so that's kind of like the garment. The garment needs to fit the person. So there's a, you know, it's measured. Every mitzvah is measured. It's delimited by how it needs to be done, the appropriate way to do it, and so on and so forth. But yet at the same time, in that very teachings, there's the light, the infinite light of God. So sometimes what we have seen ourselves when we, you know, Again, learning, learning Tanya, it's much more open because that's the light without almost garment <laughs> that that gives it any boundary, because it's an infinite light that allows us to have an awareness, perception, knowledge of the divine. Um, and 
so it's more clear that this is the tree of life and we're illuminated by it uplifted but when you look deeper into the the garment behind the garment is also a hidden light make a little more difficult more challenging we have to be able to see it but it's there it's there Okay. Any questions, any comments, any thoughts on today's class brief? Um, I do have some questions here on Facebook, so give me a moment. So what does happen when and after Mashiach comes? Well, Mashiach, Messianic era, means a time where God's presence will be very obvious. Where today, it's not. Right? It'll be very obvious to the naked eye. Um, there'll be peace on earth. There'll be plenty for everyone um, materially because in spiritually there'll be plenty plenty of light plenty of goodness plenty of godliness okay David when Michelle comes isn't everything unveiled yes if it wouldn't only yeah, exactly What's unveiled is the awareness of the godliness in everything. And what does it mean, godliness in everything? So we'll see the unity, the oneness. You know, right now we're pulled in different directions. Um, we feel one thing, we might know something else. Uh, our attention is divided right things that we worry about why do we worry because we don't know what's going to be but if you know what is and you sense the presence of the divine in in the moment that you're living and in every moment you appreciate and aware of the divine you won't worry you're not going to worry and you're not going to be anxious and you're not going to be um wanting something that is that is not of yours because you clearly appreciate what's yours and you clearly sense and have an awareness of the boundaries and everything so what will um So, um, as a result, there won't be conflict between people. So there won't be wars between nations. There won't even be jealousy. But that's all an outcome 
of the fact that the realness of everything is divine. So we will look at uh, at food and we will appreciate the divinity in food. We will look at our belongings and we'll appreciate the divine in it. So as a result, I won't be driven that I got to have more of this and more of that, more spiritual, but not more of the material, which then, you know, hey, I've got this wonderful pen. And so, oh, wow, that's an amazing pen. I want to have that pen. Or I like that. Or I like, you know, it starts with, oh, I really like that pen. <laughs> then I really want that pen. I really need that pen. You know, I'm just using that as an example. Of course, it's going to be not about a pen. <laughs> Other things. John, will godliness be revealed when we, uh, and will we retain objective knowledge of the Sitarachah? Yes. Trig, we will have to continue the mitzvahs. Is that, that brings it, yes, we will. Actually, Mashiach means the, a time where we can fully engage in the mitzvahs we don't have to right now we're worried about making a living we're worried about you know the challenges that we have in life um we won't have that anxiety so then you know we'll um we'll be able to fulfill mitzvahs Easily. And to tell them, in times of Mashiach, we will still have physical needs such as food and sleep. Yes. We will still have, we will still be physical. We're not going to be a spirit. We're going to be a, a, a soul and a body. And we will still have physical needs. But the physical needs will be nourished. Not by merely the physicality of things, but of the spirit in things the divine in it you will sense the divine which is the truth now that's what give, is giving us what's nourishing us now is the word of god and everything you know i just had some cereal for breakfast there's some almond milk <laughs> you know it's very easy to feel that oh that's what's giving me sustenance is that you know um, organic cereal with uh, different seeds and da da da, you know, and that's what's giving me life. No, it's the spark of God that is in it that's giving life, giving sustenance. Right now, I know it in my mind's eye. We will see that with our physical eye. All right, and that's it. All right, folks. Beautiful. Amazing. Uh, there will be death in the world. At the beginning, there'll be death, yes. In the later time period, times of resurrection, which is a later time period, that's that will be different then. But that's, uh, yeah, in the beginning, there will be. I Although... You know, be 100 years old, you'll be young to pass away. All right.
Are we going to be like the Rebbe? Yes, we'll all be like the Rebbe. All of us that are learning Tanya will be like the Rebbe. <laughs> exactly. All right, folks, I'm Rabbi Rani. Fine, coming to you for a Chabad. It's a privilege and pleasure to share with you the Tanya. Reminder, one o'clock for Rambam. Starting a new book. Come and join us. Have a wonderful day.